What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Faulty Logic, where we talk current events, other important topics, and everything else we want to. We're your hosts, Max, Pat, and Mary, and today is a little different. It's been a really rough couple of months for all of us, I think, and we wanted to do something a little more therapeutic and just chat. Between the Rona and the protests and the subsequent social and political climate, yeah. like I am hella exhausted, and I think that's true for all of us, isn't it? Definitely, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's kind it's of rough out there. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how it's progressed. Like first it was the Rona. I mean, you know, the racial racially charged issues have clearly been going on for quite some time but like not as boldly as it yeah. has been in recent months or in the most recent has it been months or just one month like it happened at the end of may right Bro. that the president yes. george floyd was murdered yeah it was the it was the end of may oh my god it feels like it's been freaking years what the heck right seriously <sighs> i know it, oh my god it is impressive such a long month. Please. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, uh, yeah, it's just starting with the Rona, like, how did that, uh, like, affect you guys? I mean, when did you guys start worrying about it? So, uh, I was living in South okay. Korea at the time of the beautiful Rona. And um, beautiful of course, I think most people will know by this point, but it was worse there first. Actually, I believe South Korea and the U.S. had their first cases around the same time. But due to people being dumb in Korea in like certain cults and stuff, it kind of blew up in South Korea as well. Um, so this has been something that's been on my radar slash I've been dealing with since like middle to end of January. <laughs> mm. So it's just been a process. I think like for my family too, of course it's, I don't know, it's slightly different like living through it, but also then having a loved one be there when it's like this big issue that's going on. And so I think they are also equally as drained after, you know, keeping up with it while I was there. And now, of course, having it really bad in the U.S., it's just been a nightmare and a half. Yeah, I bet. And then, like, on top of that, all of the the travel issues that you've had and yeah, work issues, work-related issues that you've had because of it. Like, yeah, Rona just kind of scooped in and tore your whole stuff. Yeah, it was definitely – it definitely changed uh, a lot of my plans. Um, for those of you who don't know who are listening who have followed any of my life or for those of you who are just now hearing about it through this podcast um, I was not supposed to be in the states and here I am so (laughs) that is any indication of how the coronavirus has messed with my life there you go (laughs) you know we're very very pleased to be back in the states aren't we Mary Oh, yeah. Great. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. What were you going to say, Patrick? How has it 
affected you? Because I know you're also, well, you and Max both are essential workers. And so there's that aspect, which I know has been lovely. Oh, yeah. It's been, it's been great. It's been great. Um, that was sarcasm. Um, so um, at the time when uh, Rona was first starting to sweep through, I was working two jobs, um, both in the service industry. Um, I've since dropped down to just one of them full time um, because I didn't feel comfortable um, exposing myself to, to that effect um, on two fronts. So, um, yeah, so I'm down to one job now. Um, and what was I doing in the beginning of May? I don't even remember anymore. Um, yeah, I, I self-isolating has kind of technically been a thing for me being an introvert, but (laughs) not to this extent. Like, I was still used to going out and seeing friends every week. Like we had weekly rituals that we would go hang out and we would, you know, play Magic the Gathering or just hang out and talk and catch up. And we haven't, or even playing D&D. Like we we haven't done any of that. And it's, it's, it's awful and I hate it. And I haven't seen certain groups of friends since March when all of this hit. So I'm not, you know, struggling as much as others. I, I, I know, but it's still quite an adjustment. For sure. I mean, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's this kind of uh, bit of support going around online. And I mean, I guess that's pretty much the only place that you'll find most kind of communication these days. But um, <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of support going around online that's basically just kind of encouraging people to acknowledge that this is a really difficult time and it could prove to be um, traumatic or depressing for a lot of people. And, you know, to, to take care of yourself and to give yourself that space to grieve and be sad and be tired and, you know, and, and accept it because it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, certain, of you yeah, I was just gonna say it's for a certain to a certain extent, everybody's life has been affected in like at least a little bit, if not greatly. And so it makes sense that people are grieving, you know, whether it's plans or the loss of like being able to travel or not see their friends. It's definitely since mental health is such. I mean, it's so prevalent, right, in our society, like people are struggling with mental health, whether they have seeked help for that or other people know that they are struggling. And then on top of that, you add on a pandemic and <laughs> it makes exactly. sense that people would be struggling for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it, yeah, I, I completely get it. Um, myself personally, I'm kind of lucky in the sense that, like, outside of maybe Mary and one other person, I don't really have friends. Um, And I've kind of kept it that way um, on purpose because people scare me. But, like, 
so I don't know. Not a lot has changed, but I don't know. It's just like simple things, like being able to go out and walk around somewhere just because I feel like it, or go out to eat, or go to see a movie or something <clears throat> that I would usually do with my boyfriend. Um, if we're ever feeling bored or, um, what is that word? Or that that saying when you're like sick of being in the house? Stir crazy? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, whenever we're feeling bored or stir crazy, you know, we could always go and do these things that aren't really available now. Or, you know, we live in Texas. If they are available, they don't feel very safe. <laughs> so Yeah, they're pretty high risk yeah, out here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely been an adjustment. Like, and obviously, I kind of got onto my radar um mostly via mary because you know mary was living in korea and you know i was hearing about things from her hmm. and um yeah and it was just kind of like i don't know i guess i never really thought about it being like an an american problem as stupid as that is like it was just kind of like oh that's this shitty thing that's happening overseas darn but like of course it would spread you know like it's just the reasonable thing Inevitable. to think <laughs> yeah yeah um and then when it did it was just kind of like a very slow reaction on the part of the government because you know like like i should have they should have also perceived that it would be an issue here and you know acted a little quicker um but yeah then we finally did shut down in March and my job was just kind of like yeah we're gonna put these signs up and case or all like we're not really gonna stress about it we're just gonna put these signs up and whoever wants to do whatever they want to do just let them do it who really cares and so that was really shitty for me too like you know there's a pandemic going around and obviously these people who my livelihood depends on don't really take it seriously. But I think that's an issue that a lot of people face when it comes to having to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. An unfortunate part of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm fortunate with my job in that respect. Um, they've cut down on the amount of people that are working in the building a lot like 90 percent of them are working from home um so i still have to work my team still has to work um but you know we work in a kitchen setting so we're we've been doing we've been catering meals three times a day seven days a week um since uh march <laughs> so it's been interesting to say the least. I think one of mm-hmm. the craziest things for me was coming from somewhere. Like in Korea, there was never a hard shutdown, a hard lockdown of anything. Really? Like churches got shut down and some nightclubs. But on the whole, it was like, I mean, everybody was using caution. Everybody wore a mask, but there wasn't, things weren't shut down. So every once in a while, like before I left, I would go meet a friend in Seoul and we would eat or, you know, just walk around and 
people were still out and doing it. I mean, even now people are still out and doing, but it's a lot safer. Like you never feel like, oh my gosh, I might be dangerous. I mean, like we were going to Norebang or like karaoke rooms and like, of course you have, so there like there's a mat or a kind of like a covering that goes on the microphone. So like we doubled up on the covering on the microphone or we're like singing with our mask on, but it's not like, there was definitely not a fear that we were getting it from each other. And then it was just like a like, oh, these other people and, you know, just being mindful. And we if we did, have, you know, happen to have it, of course, we don't want to share. So just doing our best to like use hand sanitizer all the time and, you know, not get it off of the things that we were touching. And but like restaurants and stuff were open, although like some of them were doing the same thing with like social distancing where you the tables wouldn't be as close. But it definitely wasn't like this we had to have a lockdown, but I feel like that's just the mindset of like people in that type of culture plus versus people in the US. But so coming from that where it was like, okay, I can go out and kind of do these things, um, you know, being mindful, but not like super worried about it to coming back to the States and then being like, oh gosh, I can't go out anywhere anymore because people aren't, being mindful they're not social distancing they're not using a mask and then personally being high risk too and like having family members that live in my same house that are high risk it's like okay well i can't put their life at risk just because i want to do something and so i definitely ran into a lot of frustration where i would see other people that like i had known that were still maybe not taking it so seriously or going out and doing different things. And I was like, but you're so, no, don't do that. Like, <laughs> it's so dangerous. You're going to like, even if theoretically you're being safe, like that's just not the best practice to be having during this time when it's so unknown in the U.S. Like there's so many things where like, we're just not doing a great job at it. And so <laughs> I mean, it was a really hard transition. It was also hard transitioning from like basically living by myself all the time to then being in a house with six people all the time or five other people, six people in total all the time and being an introvert and having to juggle like personal time and versus everybody else time. And yeah, it's just been hard to say the least. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like having alone time was so important even before <laughs> you got to experience yeah. that whole living on your own s- situation, but then coming back after you've had the sweet, sweet nectar of being on your own, <laughs> having peace and quiet, you know, like I can imagine, I can imagine how frustrating that would be. I think all of us struggle with this, like all of us meaning the three of this on this call or this podcast but like we all have really a lot of trouble being gracious to ourselves and so in the midst of like all these things that are very different and difficult I think we all tend to be like why am I feeling this way you know (laughs) why why is it like this I should just do better try harder if I wake up earlier if I set this habit or set these habits and I mean to some extent yes those things help but it's also that like realization that it's okay to be struggling right now nobody really has it planned but I think that's even as I say that it's still really hard to apply that to myself so (laughs) yeah 
Like, completely fair. <laughs> it's it's especially weird for me because I I know you guys know this. I've always been like a pretty ambitious person. So it's like this weird balance of or non-existent balance of being super ambitious and wanting to like go get them and and accomplish it but also like constantly just super tired and unmotivated to get myself out of bed like yeah it's just it's a it's a total battle in my head of like okay but you can rest today but I rested yesterday and I still feel the need to rest some more and you know I can't rest every day because that's stupid and you know like (laughs) it's just it sucks yeah yeah it does I've kind of I've, I've been in the same boat like I'll have days where I feel motivated enough to plan something to do for the next day and the next day gets there and all I want to do is just sleep. I, I, I've, I have my to-do list is forever growing and I don't want to deal with it, but I need to deal with it and I want to deal with it. I just can't. Yeah. I think that's definitely a bit of struggle for myself as well. And I think, you know, it's one thing like to think about just the coronavirus and you're like, okay, like just the coronavirus is already this big event and it makes sense that people would be struggling. And then you take on that, like the, not realization, but I guess this kind of coming to a head of all these ideas, you know, dealing with um, systemic racism and the inequality that exists in the US so it's like on top of this, we also have this and like a social and political climate is super frustrating. And I think it's just so hard to balance all of that. And then, like you said, you guys both agree that there'll be moments where you find that like sweet motivation for like a second. And then just something happens and you're kind of like, yeah, forget it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to. I can't deal with this anymore. I tried. Yeah. I quit. And I'm throwing in the towel. I'm I'm a puddle again. Like, <laughs> but and it's so it's so irritating too because you know, it you come to the realization where yes things are hard and it sucks and you know sometimes you do need a break but you kind of like I don't know this is this is a rough way to put it but at this point, like, life is just always going to be shitty. Like, it always has been, and it <laughs> it always will be. Like, that's <laughs> going to be the norm. Um, and we've got to find a way to work around it. And I guess that's what's kind of helped me as yeah. little as it mm. has, but it's helped me. Um, I just kind of be like, okay, well, look, I've got to learn how to operate even through crisis. And, like, it helped me before all of this went down and then this went down and like I started shutting down again. So I kind of need to get back out of that. But <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's constant. Like life feels like it's just constantly learning how to, how to deal. Readjust and reanalyze. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> like the concept that, Life is basically overcoming one hurdle after the next until we die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
and learning how to enjoy the ride like that's the craziest part <laughs> especially yeah. right now <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind like, of insane and mm-hmm. you know i don't know like i've always been extremely aware of my own mortality as dramatic as that is and i am even more so now and it just kind of like puts into perspective what i'm doing with my life and how much i hate it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel that (laughs) so it's just like well what the fuck am i doing and why am i not doing things that i love oh yeah bills i have bills (laughs) yep i think it's finding like it's really a lot of what being an adult boils down to is finding a thing that you can stand that and whether that be like living in a bus and kind of just doing whatever or you know working some nine to five job and then hanging out on the weekends or whatever that may be um i can't be um but you can come <laughs> so <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> whatever that may be it's just finding that thing that you can do that is you know livable for you yeah and then making the best out of that and that's really hard it's a hard thing to do but I think that's ultimately like I mean of course that's a little bit maybe too negative or too realistic I guess and maybe the more positive side is like finding something that you love but (laughs) I feel like ultimately it's kind of a balancing act of like do I want the stability of this job or do I want to chase my dreams and possibly have instability but know that I'm doing what I love? You know what? You know what I read um, that like really kind of shook things up for me in the idea of stability? Hmm. What? What did you read? I don't know. I don't know if I told you about this already, but Fahrenheit 451 um the main character you know what it's skipping all of that some point in fahrenheit 451 there's a man who says something along the lines of um don't chase after stability it doesn't exist like there's no such thing and so you know do whatever you want to do do what feels right for your soul and hope Mm -hmm. for the best because you know you could chase after stability you could get that good job and then you know, they could fire you just because you're a nuisance or you're asking for yeah. too much money, you know, to compensate your worth and all this other stuff. Like, you know, it's just you, it's so easy to fall into a trap of settling for something for your life when the people that yeah. are supposed to support you don't really give a shit about you in that instance or in that situation. So, like, I don't know. Obviously, it will feel more stable. And in many cases, it is more stable. But I don't know. I guess it's just deciding whether or not it's worth it and whether or not it's it's real. Yeah. For Hmm. sure. I think that's very valid. Yeah. But yeah, that was a fun book. It had me motivated for like two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's fair. Um, I still need to go through that myself, actually. 
Yeah, I did give it to you for you to read. Yes, I still have it. I haven't touched <laughs> it. It's this whole everything. I, I I suspected as much. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, and then, you know, going back to the the movement going on right now. Yes, it is still going on, even though it isn't really in the media anymore. Um but you know, black lives still do matter. Yes, yes, let's not forget. Um <sighs> Sorry. Right. No, you're fine. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. It didn't sound awful. You're just breathing. Like, keep breathing. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I mentioned, I think it was in the last episode. Um, basically the sort of apathy that hit me first thing when I heard about George Floyd and initially, because like, you know, I had already heard about Ahmaud Arbery. And I think I had heard about Breonna Taylor as well at that point. And it was just kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, just another year in the life. Um, mm. And then George Floyd happened. The murder of George Floyd happened. And it was just like, okay, just another year in the life. <laughs> but with the Rona. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like I said, I watched Jakara J. Smith's video and it kind of shook me up but like i've also realized that this is the kind of thing that also impacts people of color in the workplace and in life and in their ability to get ahead like mentally this shit takes its toll yeah i didn't i didn't bring it up in the last video but it would have fit Um, talking about how influencers have been responding to this. Um, I've noticed that a lot of my favorite influencers who are Black have been taking, like, hiatuses, basically, because, like, they just can't. Mm. You know, like, they'll they'll take hiatuses, they won't post any videos, they won't do anything, or they'll just be like, I just, I really need a break from this, guys, I'm sorry. And, you know, meanwhile, like I said, the other influencers are still trucking, like, it's not it's not going to affect them as much i think especially if they don't dig deeper into the issue mm-hmm. and so yeah. when i'm thinking about um people in corporate settings where they have to see themselves or their loved ones in a person who has yet another person who has been um brutalized by the police and go into work the next day and act like nothing happened because that's what their job expects them to do. And it's just like, wow, you know, there's really another disadvantage in being black and being human. <laughs> like it just, mm-hmm. it's really shitty. And then on top of that, going into work and worrying about somebody saying something insensitive because they just don't get it or because they think that you, for some reason, um, are a speaker among the black race like <laughs> yes it's speak just... to me i am the spokesperson for the entire race <laughs> or when they tell you something so that you can like i don't know deliver the message to your people like <laughs> <laughs> tell those black folk that i don't appreciate that they're rioting right now like oh my god <laughs> and then Couldn't... in in that same vein in the corporate world 
you still have to kind of bite your tongue or they expect you to not say anything against, you know, all of these stressful situations that are mentally beating us down. Yeah. So then there's a fear of retaliation or a fear of being seen as a liability because you're a person of color and these things affect you, you know, like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's so irritating. And then if you're working in customer service of any kind, smiling in the faces of these people you know trying to find different ways to to cope with what they're saying or how they're treating you or just smiling in general when you feel like hiding in a dark room and crying about things like it's it's really rough yeah for sure (laughs) Yeah. And then I get back to the point where like what am I what am I struggling through all of this for really aside from money? Like <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't there's nothing there's nothing for me here except for money and it's really like I might go live in a cardboard box like fuck this shit is it really worth it? <laughs> yeah but yeah like i know i've definitely been exhausted i pretty much slept all day today and at least i don't know half of the day yesterday (laughs) and i still feel like i could sleep some more (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i've been in that same boat between sleeping all day or not getting any sleep at night and my sleep schedule is completely thrown off and I I don't know I'm just kind of floating through life right now just not doing anything to steer or I don't know forward yeah and then being stuck in the house obviously doesn't help that because, you know, the bed's right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's really stopping me <laughs> from crawling um, underneath this blanket right now? I have a perfect solution. Move your bedroom to the dining room and then or like your living room. Then you'll never sleep. It's fine. Perfect solution. You must not know me very well, Mary. I will sleep anyway. He will. He'll he'll sleep wherever. So, you know, maybe you and him could switch situations. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) I mean, Mary can have Patchy and well, no, I don't think I don't think that situation would go well. I don't think so. You take (laughs) you take Ember and move to Patchy and Patchy can go stay with you and your or stay with your family with Pat beautiful it'll be great I'm sure I'm sure it'll work out perfectly oh yes oh yes Uh, with drinks I'll be fine like that house would be a whole other level of rainbow you know (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) I'm kind of here for it honestly me too. Let's let's do this. Let's do it tomorrow. 
I'm ready to close the door. <laughs> Aw, to have a door. Aww. Jesus, I'm yeah. so sorry. I think it's just been like one of the hard things here too, like for me, um, is dealing with so as you can all probably who are listening allude, I don't really have a space to myself right now. I mean I have my space, but it's not a room to myself. It's like a little it's basically my bed. Um, mm. <laughs> but um, I really appreciate it. My family has been great. Like, because I wasn't planning on coming home, it was a lot of last minute, like, how can we shove another person back in this house? Um, and so I really appreciate everything that they have done to house me. But it's definitely been something that's hard because, like, going to take a nap is not as easy when, you know, you have five other people that may not be trying to nap um, or being quiet in the slightest, especially when one of those people is a seven-year-old and there's also a freaking fuck ton of animals in your house. Um, it's just, even at nighttime, I feel like it's rarely quiet. And mm. yeah, it's like taking the emotional exhaustion of every change that has happened and like dealing with you know supporting you guys um through you know june um which was a hard month for everybody and then like dealing with all of that kind of emotional exhaustion but then also not getting like the physical rest i just find myself like kind of in that like overstimulated and overtired zone a lot mm. so it definitely takes a lot to like pull myself back and allow myself to just be in the moment and to like kind of process through everything that I'm feeling because I I definitely feel like when I'm having my lower points I have a lot of self-doubt or self-blame so it's definitely been a process of like okay no it's okay there's these other things going on like you're allowed to take a moment you know and I think like with everything that's going on one of the big things that i also wish would change as well as like true equality in our world is just more of a space and you know a support for people with mental health issues this is really hard like mental health problems affect a lot of the population and then you add on top of it pandemics and you add on top of it systemic racism and police brutality and murders and all of these things, and I feel like it takes a toll on so many people, but it's really hard to talk about those things. And so I wish there was more of an open space that would allow people to talk about them. But that is still another area, which we have a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mental mental illnesses are definitely, uh, they definitely have a lot of negative stigma these days, I feel like. Yeah. It's, it's getting better, but it's still something that people don't like to talk about because it makes them uncomfortable. You make people feel uncomfortable. It also, I don't know, like, it makes people feel crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they aren't. And we know this, but especially if you don't have that kind of exposure that you need, it definitely doesn't help. Like, it just makes you feel like you're losing your mind or like, I don't know, somebody won't accept you because you're having all of these terrible issues. And then on the other side of it, people don't really know how to handle it. So, yeah, 
Yeah, it's yeah. just all around kind of shitty, and there isn't a lot of knowledge around mental health either. Like, it feels like one of those things that that is integral to existing, but is just not acknowledged. Yeah, for sure. It's like, oh, you know, just go sleep it off, you'll be fine, or stop thinking about it, you'll be fine, or just get more exercise. Yeah, and that's just not. It's it's not how any of this works I always love it because I really want to tell those people like do you think I don't try to do those things like <laughs> do you think I'm sitting here like oh yes I feel depressed let me wallow in my self-pity exercise no who is she I you know like <laughs> I think a lot of people also it comes from ignorance but they just kind of and the fact that I don't know why, but it's still not really recognized as like an illness. It's like you're just weird or different or like you're processing different. I don't know, but it's not like it's not an ill thing because we always talk about like if you had saw someone with cancer, we wouldn't just be like, oh, go exercise. Your cancer will go away. And yet people think I mean, like, some people do that. Do that. Yeah. I mean, this is true. some people do, but it's definitely more of a common place for people to just kind of feel like, oh, well, you know if you eat better or exercise every day or do X, yeah. Y, and Z, it automatically just your mental illness will go away. And to a certain extent, like you can say, yeah, well, if I do this and I do that, it might make me feel better, but it doesn't eliminate the, 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 the issue. The yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's been shitty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think talking to you guys has helped a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I've been asleep all day. I think I might, I don't know, make a schedule for myself tomorrow since I'm off and then try to follow through with it. And then, I mean, if I don't, like, eh. My mom is trying to get me back on Chloe Ting. Bruh, I need to be doing some Chloe Ting. Like, so if I can, I mean, sleep has been kind of here or there with me. And I'm sure, like, I know it has been with you guys, too. But, um, like, if I can, I'd like to start getting up in the mornings again and maybe taking the dogs on a walk and doing some Chloe Ting. It's just, ugh. Like, I find, like, little issues that I don't want to deal with in every little aspect of my life. <laughs> I feel like that yep. is mood. <laughs> I, I have been living it since, like, I don't know anymore. It feels like it's been years. And it's so funny because if I have a productive, for instance, like, um, the last couple of weeks, I was trying something to see if it helped my attention and focus. So it did, but it only helped for a short window of time. So I would take it or like do the thing. And then um, I would have like a productive morning. But then if I lost productivity or started to slump in the afternoon, it hit me that much harder because I had had a taste of productivity. And I was like, oh, no, like, you know, heaven forbid I just hit a slump and like, you know rest the rest of the day but because I had been productive and that's what I really want to be doing I don't think anybody at this time wants to just kind of grovel 
I think we all would, at a fundamental sense, want to be doing the things we like doing and want to be, you know, active, but it's just so hard. And so then, of course, you know, you hit that wall and then, of course, it's just that much worse. <laughs> mm. Yeah, can we just, like, talk for a second about the whole, like, this whole kind of, um, you, you just have to get over it, like, baby snowflake narrative pull yourself up by your bootstraps yeah like you guys are just being weak we all have problems and we just got to get through them like one yes we all have issues um some more intense than others some are more mentally equipped than others to handle them some handle them at the expense of their lives and their loved ones and you know, their sanity. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just, it's all kind of like, I don't know, it feels so backwards to me. For sure. I mean, I think that's something you helped me with a lot in high school, and it's definitely still something that I struggle with, but it got a lot better, was that I definitely had this mentality of like, well, yeah, sure, certain things in my life are bad, but other people have it worse. And so I should just... Realistic for anybody to do, and you, you know, at the time we're just like, hey, fam, it has a lot to do with like perspective, and yeah, to somebody else they might be going through a situation that we can look at it call worse, but it's really their perspective on it and how they deal with it, and you know, everybody has their own battles and their own fights, and you just kind of gotta roll with the punches and you know, do your best and like recognize that you are going through something hard. And that to hear a friend tell me that would ultimately mean a lot. Although at the time I was kind of like, no, but other people still have their words. Yeah. And I mean, I get the same way too sometimes. And like I said, it's also important to find a balance of like, okay, Clearly, things aren't really always going to be peachy keen, and we've got to learn how to how to move through it, even in spite of things not being peachy keen. But I think, you know, there are some things that we have to accept, like life being unpredictable and things being shitty sometimes, and some things that we shouldn't have to accept, like uh, working a job that we don't like or care for, or police brutality, or <laughs> <laughs> to name a couple. Like, I don't know, it's just... It's all just really shitty, like that this is kind of a blanket statement of yeah, get over it, you know? Yeah. This is a problem we all have, just get over it. About blanket statements, I don't know who needs to hear this, and this is off on a slight tangent, but <laughs> it is okay to cut off people you care about who are detrimental to your mental health and stability. You can yeah. still care about people and set boundaries and not talk to them. That is completely okay. And I just want to like reiterate that in this space. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Do what you have to do to maintain what little sanity we are able to maintain in this world. (laughs) Yes, equilibrium and homeostasis. (laughs) (laughs) Those are important. Yes kings and queens and I don't know general royalty who might be listening own your life only you can know what you're going through only you know how bad or how 
like detrimental it is to your health. And so I want you to know that it is okay to not let people in or to do things that you feel like are necessary to better your health. Always. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like those are words I wish I, you know, I wish I accepted when I was a lot younger. I mean, yeah, for sure. I, you know, accepted, right? Like <laughs> I used to tell you that shit too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I said accepted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, again, people like to assume that they know what's best for you or that their situation can apply in the same way to yours but it's not the case and hell even if it could maybe they should have made a decision for themselves and for their own sanity and mental health that you still have the option of making so do that shit and do it with no regrets because you know what if you can really imagine that you'd be better off without somebody then that's probably actually the case right (laughs) if every time you talk to somebody you feel worse about yourself afterwards that might be a sign (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe yep but again it's a process and i say that and i know full well from own experiences that that is not easy and even if you make a decision to kind of set up a boundary with somebody, it might be really hard to keep that. And so know that we over at Faulty Logic support you, even if we don't know you or your story. I mean, 100%. Just as long as you're not hurting anyone. And by yep. hurting anyone, I'm not, I don't mean hurting their feelings. I mean, like, killing them or, you know, seriously maiming them unless they deserve it. Or <laughs> I mean the list is the list is kind of long and extensive, but you know. Yeah. So as long as you're doing what, what is best for you. Without, you know, you know, doing what is worse for others. Or I mean some people just need a dose of their own medicine. Exactly. It's complicated, but you know what? Use your own moral <laughs> judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's bad. Maybe I shouldn't tell <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no moral judgment in there. Uh, I don't even know, man. I just, it's so hard <laughs> to kind of to decide what your boundaries are, especially when you are the type of person who cares about other people. Like, and you don't I'm want worried to have those boundaries about, set up. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm worried about offending this person or, um, making them feel some type of way like sad or upset or something so i'm just gonna sit here and take it (laughs) i think it's especially hard too when it's your family because a lot of people are you know still of the mindset that like your family is your only one and you should just accept them no matter what they've done to you because they're your family and while I can understand why people might say that. It's definitely like you have to be the judge of whether it is okay or not to do that. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. and that's hard. Like, I mean, of course, we don't want to 
I think on the whole, most people, although I'm sure there's some people that do enjoy this, we don't want to hurt other people's feelings, especially people we care about. And we don't necessarily want to push them away or make them think poorly of us. Um, but sometimes you have to. And that's not fun <laughs> from personal experience, 100%. Don't recommend <laughs> unless it helps you in the long run. Um, because sometimes you have to take those really icky, not fun steps to kind of get to a place where you can manage your mental health better. And that may mean that your boundaries then change in the future once you feel like you have better control over your emotions or whatever. But knowing that for wherever you are at this point, you have to set that boundary. It can be challenging, but you know, you have to find the people that can support you or just, you know, I feel like the ultimate takeaway from this is just do your best. Like, <laughs> I know that oversimplifies everything we've talked about, um, but a lot of times I feel like just give it your best. And if your best is getting out of bed and putting your clothes on, then like, hell yeah, go you. You are awesome, you know? It's giving yourself grace and, you know, accepting that some things are hard for you to do and moving through with it and getting on with life because it's the only one we got, unfortunately. Or as to the best of my knowledge, it's the only one we got, so... <laughs> Yeah, who knows, but do we really want to put that theory to the test, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, not quite there. So, that's going to be a no from me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then, you know, going off of what you were saying earlier about how if you are to cut somebody off um, and you're worried about their opinion of you, like what they might think of you or whatever, like, imagine... Right. You you mentioned before, if they make you feel like you're less than or make you feel even more like shit after you've spoken to them, like whether or not you cut them off, they're probably going to make you feel like shit. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> pick so the route just... most benefit for you at that point. It's just. <laughs> yep. yeah, I think, 100%. again, talking about backwards ideologies especially when it comes to family, it, you didn't have a choice in the matter of your family. So the fact that you just have to accept it and love them forever, regardless of what they do to you, just because, I don't know, you were born into a shit situation is just kind of backwards to me. Like, I really hate that idea. I think this goes to, like, other things we've talked about, but, like, you know, I don't know, say somebody tries to kill you and they're your family member. I think most sane people wouldn't be like, oh, well, you should just love them even though they tried to kill you. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe we should approach this with some kind of, you know, process. <laughs> they're your evil grandmother, but they're the only evil grandmother you've got. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, sure, Snow White, she's technically your mom or your stepmom, but, you know, she's the only one, so. So, you know, love you her, accept her for all of her flaws. Even though she said you wouldn't poison apple. Murderous rage. <laughs> I don't think murderous rage and jealousy could be, you know, 
<laughs> categorized as a simple flaw. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, she means well. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> she means to end me well. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> she, but yeah, moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> love yourself. Like, at the end of the day, you can count on yourself to love yourself and take care of yourself well kind of <laughs> more yeah. more than you can expect others to Definitely. does that make sense That's, yeah, no, yeah sure. that makes complete sense i think you just and, have, i don't know oh no go ahead i was just gonna say like i think finding i mean everybody talks about self-care and like it's like this big thing and it's like oh do your self-care but i for sure like you have to know what makes yourself feel at least a little bit better and you know obviously we want healthy coping mechanisms but go after it if you need to eat you know some ice cream and watch a movie because you had a rough day girl eat that ice cream and watch a movie boy you need to go get your nails done boy go get your nails done like it shouldn't it shouldn't be this thing where we feel like we have to put ourselves down or just kind of keep struggling like I wish it was more accepted to kind of find those things that make you feel better yeah absolutely and i mean obviously mm-hmm. it should come in balance you yeah. know let's not everything in moderation um if you did the ice cream thing yesterday i don't know maybe just take a nice walk or a bath or something you know like something else that doesn't necessarily affect you in the same way but yeah. is also soothing. like you know um mm-hmm. I might do do the ice cream thing one night and then be like, well, I can't do that again tonight, but maybe music and dance or something, you know, just free my mind and kind of chill out or sit down and doodle for like several hours at a time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just find your thing, whatever. But like you said, everything in modern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if sleeping is your coping mechanism, great. Take a nap. Maybe don't sleep every day away. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> try. It's hard. I know. Yeah, I'm <laughs> right now. Sorry, <laughs> I came for you guys. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I get it. Yeah. After after like a long week of work, especially these days, um, knowing that you have to deal with some people that just don't really give a shit about the virus or about you or about themselves or their kids. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That right there. Like, it it hits different. And, (laughs) like, by the end of the day these days, I mean, even regularly by the end of the day, I was often exhausted, mostly because, like, I am a hella introvert and have some pretty intense social anxiety um but yeah at the end of the day these days it's just like i just want to sleep i could sleep the minute i hit the couch when i get home i'm sure (laughs) but yeah it's just i i had a moment especially because like my mom came back into town and so things have kind of been shaken up a little bit um, but I can definitely stand to get back into a decent-ish, um, loosely-based routine. Yeah. That involves 
you know, taking walks with the dogs and going out and playing fetch and all that fun stuff that I kind of let fall to the wayside over the past month. <laughs> yeah. The little things that kind of brought me joy, especially <laughs> right now, like it's so necessary. Mm-hmm. I just want like legitimately everyone, I hope that when you listen to this, you feel acknowledged. Um, I know our struggles may not be your struggles, but if you're struggling because of coronavirus or you're struggling because systemic racism is still well and kicking or you're struggling because of being home with family when you're an introvert, but you know, you're having to spend more time with family or you're extroverted and you're stuck at home and you're missing having that people interaction, whatever it may be, I hope that you just really feel heard. That's kind of why we were acknowledged. I mean, that's why we shared what we're struggling with. Um, This is kind of therapy for us, but we also help hope that some people might, you know, feel that kind of acknowledgement or the realization that other people are going through it too. And I think that's really why we started this podcast. One, to talk about the issues that are going on, but two, just to let people know they aren't alone and we may not know your exact situation, but we're rooting for you. Even if it's only one person that listens to us, we're rooting for you. (laughs) (laughs) If we listen to our own podcast later, guys, we're rooting for each other. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I need need all the help I can get. (laughs) So I think that's the big, the biggest thing that I want people to take away from today is just that I hope they feel acknowledged and that know that these three crazy people (laughs) (laughs) however much distance away from them are rooting for them and wishing the best for them yeah and I hope they know that they're not alone you know yeah a lot of a lot of the things that that you guys are going through Maybe we not we haven't necessarily been through it, but somebody has, and it's definitely valid, and it deserves support, and you deserve mm-hmm. support. For and sure. Also, I also want to add to that: don't, uh, you know, try to accept what is going on in your life. Don't try to downplay it, because again, your feelings are valid. You're allowed to feel what you're feeling. Um, it's perfectly fine. Just try not to let it overtake you because that's when things start to go south. Yeah. Um, if you can find, you know, a friend or some sort of support system, um, talk to people you trust so that, you know, you're not dealing with this alone. You have some outside input. Um, that can go a long way. It helps a lot. And don't be up on social media all the time because that shit can be real toxic. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've had to take a huge break from, well, I say a huge break. I've been off of social media for like two days. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like, yeah, it's it's really tiring. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to delete these apps from my phone. Not gonna lie. I did that with Facebook. 
for a while. I don't know why I re-downloaded it. I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you, but... Because it's an infection that never goes Please. away. Mm-hmm. Social media is a trap, guys. Yeah, I thought I was just going to, you know, detox from it until I felt like I had a handle on myself. And then for some reason... I downloaded again. I don't remember there being a time in recent history of my life that I did actually feel like I had a handle on myself. So I don't know why. (laughs) But, you know. It's a nice theory. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. (laughs) But, you know, we're going to get better. And so will you. Just got to give it time and give yourself some some lenience some leeway yes don't beat yourself up over this mm-hmm. i like to say treat yourself that. like you would treat your best friend True. in a certain situation what would you say to your best friend if they were going through the same thing right and i think that really comes with the mm-hmm. like accepting but then also knowing when you kind of got to just not get up and your- do <laughs> yeah get up and do not pull yourself up by the bootstraps but just you got to just do it. Like at some point there are certain things that as much as we hate them or we have anxiety over them, we just kind of have to do it. And so think about your best friend. If she was dating a toxic guy or he was dating a toxic guy or he was dating a toxic girl, whatever the case may be. (laughs) Um, If they kept coming back to you and saying, you know, this person is being really horrible to me, what would you tell them? I don't think anybody in their right mind would be like, yes, Stay with this person who's making you feel horrible. <laughs> Maybe it'll work out. Maybe they'll change. Yeah. Um, so well, that hit real deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But apply that to yourself, you know? If uh, there's someone in your life that's not being nice to you and they keep not being nice to you, then maybe it's time to let them go. If you're not being nice to yourself, maybe it's time to let yourself go. And I mean that. <laughs> reevaluate why you're treating yourself the way you're treating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta confront some inner issues there, huh? <laughs> Just let yourself go, man. <laughs> Jeez, it's not ridiculous. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's we you're know good, you good. this. We come prepared. <laughs> Is it that time that I time believe that we introduce some black-owned businesses? I believe it is. Do you Woo-hoo! have any black-owned businesses for us? So I was on this website recently called Shop Black. It's S H O P P E. Black and it's your trusted source for all things black owned globally. But um, they had a list of black owned key brands you can purchase online. So, some ones that stood out to me from this list were this shop called Adjourn Tea House, and they have some hand blended teas. They were in a Forbes spotlight, 75 black owned businesses to support. And the Oprah hmm. magazine, so there you go. But they have some really nice packaging. But then they have full list key blends that you can try. 
and kind of mindful tea drinking and meditations, how you can create pause in six steps that you can read about. It's aesthetically very pleasing to be on their website, so everybody check it out. Then there's also Brooklyn Tea that um, does kind of a similar thing. They are, I believe, in New York by the name Brooklyn. <laughs> some really beautiful teas as well. Um, they are also black-owned business that you could support. And then Bea's Wellness Teas, um, if you're kind of more on the mystic side, they have chakra healing stuff and anxiety be gone tea and all this kind of things. It looks really cool um, to also try. And, you know, if you need to calm yourself down, they've got a stress support blend and a sleep support blend and a moon system support blend. So you could definitely <laughs> check that out as well. Nice. That does sound really good. Yeah, I'll awesome. link. Brilliant. Um, I also had a Black-owned business that I just remembered I, that I mentioned last week during the podcast um, with the sleeping cap that I ordered. It came in oh, yes. uh, last <laughs> Monday. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, it's by uh, Theodore Vernell. Um they, uh, he's on Etsy, um, as well as a personal, um, business website. Um, but they focus, um, on a lot of, uh, hair care products, um, which is you know, really nice for, um, people that like to keep their hair well maintained. Um, I ordered a sleeping cap. Uh, it was a little on the pricey side. Um, but again, uh, it is a black owned business. So, you know, I'm going to do what I can. Um, that being said, uh, the quality of it is really good. Um, there, I haven't seen any like frayed, uh, stitching, um, the material feels like it'll last a while. It's got satin on the inside. Um, and then the outside is almost like a canvas, uh, with this one in particular. Um, so it's got a little drawstring so you can, you know, keep it attached to your head and all of that. It's really comfortable, lightweight, breathable. Um, so I would definitely recommend their products if that is something that you are looking for. Yes. I might actually check them out. My crazy white girl curls are needing some extra love when I go to bed. So <laughs> mm, yeah, there you go. I'm thinking like they aren't, they aren't just for black folk. Like they, they wouldn't just benefit black people's hair. You no, know? no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these caps are supposed to keep your hair from tugging on your pillows. They're supposed and to frizzing and yeah, getting mm -hmm. all your moisture sucked out of it from your cotton pillowcases. You know, like it's just, mm -hmm. it's just all around getting a good cat idea. hair in your hair. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> guys! Let me tell you how many times I hair. But it was just the cat hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, Patrick actually yep. has green hairs. But anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Thanks for blowing me up like that. Jeez. <laughs> the level of disrespect. It's because I love you, big brother. Yeah, but not everyone needs to know that. I'm sensitive <laughs> about these things. 
Oh, are you really? Because I mean, they can no, see I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just pulling your leg. Oh, I love you guys. Great hairs are a sign of wisdom, and that's what I'm sticking to. I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 100%. Let me have this, okay? Congratulations on your wisdom, bud. Now you're just condescending. <laughs> you sounded like, you know, like the four-year-old that was playing t-ball and they barely hit the ball, but you're like, yeah, congratulations, buddy, you did it. Yeah, you hit it. Mm. I'm done now. I'm going to go take another nap. I'm just kidding, I'm not. <laughs> Max, do you have any Black-owned businesses to share with us? Um, I was just going to say, if you are looking to support Black-owned businesses, there are um, a lot of Black-owned business directories, and you can Google it. Um, that'll basically give you a list of Black-owned businesses in your city if you're interested in checking those out. Um, but yeah, I don't have anyone in particular at this point. Okay. Okay too. (laughs) (laughs) I need more tea in my life. Yeah, same. I really, I haven't been drinking it. I used to drink it at bedtime, and I need to start up again. We all need to try that. See, it's it's about that self self care. Yeah. Exactly. Get yourself Mm -hmm. a cup of tea before bedtime. Turn off all the electronics for like an hour, and just sit there, drink some tea, read a book, draw a picture, do some journaling. You know, light a nice smelling candle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next week, I should look at black owned candle shops. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh. Plug that in. <laughs> Please. I'll have a few of them next time around. Um, but yeah, and don't forget to also do your due diligence, do your research, help Black Lives Matter. Get out Always. and vote. Freaking vote. Yes. It is voting yes. season. Please, please vote. Also, be safe. Wear a mask. Use lots of hand sanitizer. Use one of those, like, stylus pens to touch the screen. Don't touch <laughs> your face a lot at all. Yeah. Wash your hands regularly. If Don't you- go to any parties. I see you guys. <laughs> You're out there. It's not okay. Texas is scary right now. Don't get no Rona. <sighs> we care about you. We want you to be safe. I guess that's it for today. Faux show. Thank you all for listening in. And we will see you next next week. Next week. <laughs> next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Cheers. <laughs>